0: We, we have to address the elephant in the room there is a commenter i'm trying to find him right now what is the name of this commenter israel
1: curtains israel.
0: right now it's Israel current it'll be he's still thing. he's hanging in there bud that <laughs> is the most epic name yeah, <laughs> that, that is a great troll right there so yeah on you amazing names he's hanging what? in there let's uh, should we try to guess who we think that troll is or should we leave no, that one, I think that one we out okay we know who it is. All right, all right, all right. We'll Watch leave that it. one out. We'll I leave see. the anonymity. What how do you what say that? Anonymity. Amity, amityville. No, not amity, you dummy. It's anominity ancestry.com. Animosity. Animosity. you guys don't even know English forest or what? What is wrong with
1: that? Um, a mop
2: in a
0: city? I'm off in a city.
2: <laughs> what is
0: going oh, on like with you guys this week, man? It, it was a uh, um. I like it. I liked it better when we were guessing words. Yeah, you yeah. like it better. You don't want to talk. Had, real, uh,
1: real quick, let's say hi to everybody. That's let's that's do it. Time out of there Friday evening to sit down and and watch us just sit around and talk. We got Herman Lloyd. Oh, Jesus Tilapia is here again. I love saying that guy's name. Lot, Jesus yeah. We got big five in the house. Mr. A lot of people, man. Jonathan Hughes. Jason Johnson. stop streetlight.
0: Huh? I don't know what that is. And last
2: time. Chip John, Jonathan
0: Hughes, you made some really good movies Army. in the eighties, bro. And I got to give you. Yep. Got to give you credit for that because, like, promise. seriously, the entire Brat Pack owes their popularity John to you. Deere. Yeah. Speaking so English right now. Yeah. Come on, dude. John Hughes? John the uh, actually, the,
3: the, the dude who filmed the music film. video that I was in was the understudy of John Hughes. Uh, really? Yeah.
0: Can we play that music video, Adam? What well, music? Can, can we
3: do that? Not can tonight. You? We'll do that. I think okay. we should play that. Okay. Yeah, Maybe. not tonight. Some other you know,
1: night
0: we're having. I think fun. that you should make a thumbnail for a week uh, that we don't have a guest, and it should be like Adam's you know, image in his music video or something, and then we'll start Let's out the show with the music video.
1: Let's do it. Then we can go down the road, the dark road.
0: Of Let, let's house. go ahead and send you guys down a rabbit hole. Just just Google Adam and try to find a music video. See if you guys can find it before we do.
3: Mm-hmm. So go for it. Probably wouldn't be very hard.
0: <laughs> so how was your guys' week?
3: Awesome. Not boring <laughs> at all. I had a no? leaky flare. You had a leaky flare? <laughs> yeah. Woo. But I don't think it was... I, I think it was because the flare was bumped. It was in a really tight attic, and we hooked up the air handler, and had the air conditioning running so it was manageable up there. And then we were working up there around the lines, around the unit, around the connections, adding all the ductwork and everything. I kept telling everyone, don't bump that. You're getting really close. Don't bump it. I think we bumped it.
1: Yeah. Um, so I want to get they into that. You bumped it and it started leaking? You bumped a flare and it started leaking? I mean, the line coming down, did you hand tighten it with Fucking Play-Doh hands? No,
3: we we <laughs> did. Uh, I used the, uh, an actual torque wrench and everything. You know, no torque wrench that might be mm. a, a problem. But- That's not Chris. He uses a torque wrench.
0: Let's wrench. Yeah. Let's, let's let's. I think we should so go ahead and uh, bring on our guest. Yeah, we'll let's do that. Let's do not he's there anymore. Hopefully he's <laughs> there. Yeah.
1: Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Who is our guest? Since we don't have wrestling music to intro, I mean, assuming nobody nobody read the description whatsoever. I mean. We got Trevor Matthews. On we the got show Trevor tonight. Matthews. We got Trevor Matthews, the man, the real man with the golden voice from Nova Scotia. What's up, boys? What's How up? What's going on? I'm glad it. you could. Glad you could take some time out of the uh, the spot you have co-hosting the HVAC School podcast and be with us tonight.
4: <laughs> well, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for uh, the invite again. I was waiting for it. I was just counting the months and it finally came again. (laughs) we've been planning
1: this for what, like a year and a half. It's Mm. been, Mm -hmm. it's been in the works for a very long time. Our people had to talk to your people. It was a big
4: thing. I uh, know those contracts, they they get tough
0: lawyers. Uh, eh? There's gotcha. a lot of negotiating, but... I am I apologize, too, because for the life of me, I could not find the green M&Ms to send them to you. Like, I know you had that in your writer, but I just couldn't figure out how to find just green M&Ms, so... As
1: long as nobody made eye contact
2: with you, like, they, were, they weren't <laughs> I, supposed to. I think... uh, I, What's up, h Time Good to see you. I think uh, Bill nailed it, though. He called him, and he talked to his manager. He's like, let's get a conversation started. Bam bam, yeah. bam. So, problem solved. It. Got the catchphrase. There we go. <laughs> like,
0: I wouldn't it, even man. have thought
1: about that. But every time you see Trevor on social media, he's like, let's get a conversation
0: started. I'm like, huh. Oh, so let me ask you about this. So so that has become I don't know if that was intended to be your catchphrase, but it, it became your catchphrase, awesome. right? Did you plan on that becoming your catchphrase, or was it like accidental that you said it the first time? How did that work for you?
4: Well, I always love getting a conversation going, so um I'm like, let's Let's try it. And so yeah. let's get a conversation going. And it just, uh, I didn't even notice to be honest at first, yeah, my know, sister okay. actually started watching some of my YouTube videos and she's like, you got a slick. What, like, what is that? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Or, you know, when you say, let's get a conversation going or, Hey, it's Trevor Matthews yeah, know,
1: okay. so- is that is that Canadian slang. <laughs> yeah. I no, with, never heard with, that.
0: and the reason why I asked that was because with with my videos and stuff, I never went into it intending the whole big picture diagnoses thing. It was just something that like I again started making them for my guys that's why i started making mm-hmm. videos but in the thing i would always say hey guys just look at the big picture like it's so easy to do that and then that became like a catchphrase like kind of accidentally you know the whole big picture diagnosis well, do you, you, do you guys, do you guys see how
3: chris just moved laterally to his plug
2: yes, yes. Yeah. exactly yeah, yes. Kind of- <laughs> and then I after i developed this okay.
3: after i developed a saying
1: then i developed a merch line which by the way you can <laughs> see this merch line. <laughs> yeah. H-V-A-C-R. H-V-A-C-R. Click <laughs> the
4: link, Click yeah, yeah. yeah. Click the link, grab a hat, maybe T-shirt.
0: Yeah. By the way, hats are back There's in stock. hv See, There you are. Oh boy, it's true. Somebody's got to keep those
1: kids in Dubai working.
0: Yep. That's all right. Oh man, it's all for a good cause. Well,
4: thanks for having me. I really so, Trevor.
1: What is uh? What has been going on with you? There's been a rumor that you're no longer with Emerson anymore.
4: Yeah. Beginning of the month, I started my own venture, uh, really to bring education and training and mentorship to the industry, uh, in a new way, I guess a little mm-hmm. bit different than it's been done before. So just trying to yeah, bring what I have, uh, to more now, people.
1: How, how are you, uh, like, what is the platform you plan on doing this? Like, how are you bringing this training to the masses? Are you like traveling or online or just. Releasing materials, uh, books, videos.
4: That's a good question. No, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, it's going to be a lot of it's different only ways. I wrote I,
1: down.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to do in person, but not right now. My whole goal is to do a blended type learning environment. So working with contractors, building their teams by you know doing virtual trainings and then coming in and doing hands-on trainings with them as well. Um, Not at that point yet, just because of what's going on in the world today, but that's my goal. So right now I'm gonna be doing virtual online training, just really helping develop the teams and doing it in a a different way than just sitting on a a webinar.
0: That's cool. Yeah, it sounds interesting. It's gotta be exciting because, you know, in a way, I love being a service technician. I love going out and helping customers and fixing things, but there's times that I wish I didn't have to do that, you know, you like sometimes, people. It it sounds kind of cool. I have entertained the idea, but it, it's just not practical for me, but it 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 sounds um romantic in a way. I guess that's the right word or something. Like it sounds interesting, you know? It yeah, like, sounds sounds something was this
1: fun. Was this always like something you sort of had in the back of your mind as a uh, maybe a future endeavor, just a side hustle or something you're just like the the main guy in Emerson yelled at you one day and we like, "You know what, mister,
4: <laughs> <laughs> to be uh, oh, to be yeah. honest uh i i didn't know that i really love training the way i do and educating uh technicians and uh talking about refrigeration uh about 10 12 years ago i was contemplating starting my own business like refrigeration contractor business mm. and then things happened in my personal life and i started just working traveling um and then ended up at Emerson doing the business development, where I just started working with contractors, teaching them about solutions and teaching them and training them on stuff and then really had them develop or work with them. And I developed this training role for Emerson because there was there was not really a training person, just people did it ad hocly or whenever they whenever they decide to do a training. And so I really started to enjoy just working with technicians, working with contractors, and just seeing them progress, that, I, I got a great feeling of that. And after training, guys would come up like, that is so awesome. Like, I, I, I knew a lot of the stuff, but these two points that you told me, it just changed my game and troubleshooting now, you know what I mean? And then I just really started learning about how to train. So I, I've actually taken – I went to university to take an adult training course to really understand – how to best train technicians because we're a different breed, yeah. You know what I mean. We're not we're not just like any standard that- uh, human being out there. We we think differently, we act differently, and I wanted to really understand how I could bring the best value to them when I'm talking refrigeration, HVAC, or whatever.
1: So before I forget, that was uh, something I was thinking about. Do you have any tips or recommendations for like guys? Like I know I work with uh, greener guys, Adam. I know he's got a guy. Chris has got an apprentice. Joe just fired his apprentice for asking more than three questions in, in a single day. <laughs> so do you have any tips of like the best training way or like just tips and overall to, to, uh, to help train some of these newer guys? Yep. Cause not only is it, uh, you, do we learn in specific manners, but I think also a lot of these HVAC guys don't like, nobody showed us how to teach other guys. They're just like, all right, well you're experienced. You teach that guy now.
4: Yep. Yeah. 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 The best thing to do is, make processes systematic approach to troubleshooting so how you go into uh, a scenario to do troubleshooting it's going to be the same thing every every time you know what i mean like if you're going yeah. to work on an air handling unit you're not going to go in differently you should be going in the same approach if you're working on a condensing unit it should be the same systematic approach you start at one point and you end at a point point. and as leaders if you want to learn how to train you need to write that out for them And over time, they'll start to understand because if you go in and first I start adjusting the TX valve or I go in and put gauges on right away or I go and I start doing putting a temperature probe and each job you're doing it differently. You're never going to have where should I really start? Like, you know, go in and talk to the customer. The first step, you know, find out what's going on. Build that relationship with with the customer because your customer is going to want you to come back. They're not going to be like, oh, you're here again. Oh, again, You're always here. Or yeah, you want them you to say it? thank you for being here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you came here so quickly to help me out build that relationship, and then teach them a systematic process. And if you don't know that, some some people don't have them. They just go in and they just you know fire from the hip. Learn that.
0: Yeah, Develop there, there's one for them. There's so much. Uh, I talk to all my guys whenever we're doing it. I, <clears throat> you know, the first start of your service call is to go, and I'm okay with this with my guys too. To go in. Uh, before COVID, shake the manager's hand. Like things are a little different now. Elbow bump, whatever you're going to do, you know, and talk to him for a minute. If he has a moment, ask him how things are going. Then you know you don't got to spend an hour on that, but then lead to okay. So what's the problem today? What's going on? And what's interesting is what I find is if you if you have a more relaxed conversation with the 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 point of contact, the manager, the supervisor, whatever it is, you actually get more valuable information from them. This you know, is, and, but, if, but if you, Chris.
3: This is when you usually get really pissed off and you start calling us and texting us and stuff like that. When you talk to the manager, you're like, This fucking guy,
0: he's calling me at eight o'clock on a Friday night and he's known it's been down for two days. What the hell is wrong with this idiot? Yeah. But 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 having that conversation with them and getting, you know, taking the edge off of the whole, you know, you're here to charge him money. Like, hey, I'm here to solve a problem, you know? And and then you get more information out of it, and and they'll actually give you information without even knowing that they're giving it to you you know you start asking them what what started happening when did it happen well maybe you shouldn't ask that that's one thing i tell people not to ask don't ask them when it happened okay don't ask them when they it. leave that one out of the picture because that's what pisses yeah. you off but, like somebody's fired
1: up about your elbow pump
0: yeah, yeah 7 a.m uh, this morning it went down yeah, it's
1: yeah exactly phone, yeah. it's yeah, midnight yeah. and i need it
0: now you know that's the one that drove me nuts but yeah
1: but, but they it, were you, just you, waiting to what? see if it would come back to life and
0: i thought it was in defrost it, it, it's oh, not yeah you know i thought it was yeah, a defrost yesterday on an
2: off switch first yeah. um HVAC time made a good point in chat uh step by step is very important big struggle for guys and i agree so is that what your approach is trevor like during your i guess your mentorship and your training teaching the guys the step-by-step process you could say even on service call how you diagnose stuff compress your failures and stuff like that is that where your goal is
4: yeah. Well, that's one of them. There's, there's many goals that I do have, but when you're a technician and when I first started out, I didn't have an approach. I would go in and just, you know, sometimes I'd throw the gauges on first. Sometimes I'd go check if the fans or the lights are on or, you know what I mean? I didn't have an approach when you have some sort of uh, step-by-step procedure. It's, it's kind of like a, if you ever worked on a central air furnace, if you look in the manual, it says exactly that. Okay. The, the thermostat calls so the relay closes it sends power down from the uh the sequence, transformer of, to sequence the board. of operation the, right yeah the board uh starts up and and so on you know inducer man uh fan starts and it goes through uh just that sequence of operation troubleshooting is the same thing
0: yeah compressors systems even even if you don't understand exactly how the system that you're going to work on if you understand a basic sequence of operation that'll give you a a general start it'll get you in the ballpark to understand okay this is a furnace you know these are the typical things that are going to happen and yes each manufacturer has a little bit of a tweak here and there with something but if you have a general idea and you have a process you know walk up to the unit don't you know, like I would tell my guys, you walk up to a unit, do not turn off the disconnect. Do not do anything until Sorry. you find out what the logic is. Does the logic, do the error messages go away when you turn it off? Like, let's figure this out first. Open it up carefully. Check voltages. You know, before you turn anything off, understand, you know, if you're working on this particular manufacturer's equipment, check these terminals, this, and then turn it off and then do what you need to do. And, you know, that, that'll that definitely help you. Have you ever
1: considered um, in this new avenue that you're pursuing have you ever thought about going into like trade schools and maybe guest speaking as well as like a not really a part-time trainer but like going in there maybe even just glamorizing the trades trying to make sure you you get more of this next generation involved
4: yeah i've I've been doing that for years and i've already reached out to quite a few of the schools here in canada i think it's very important to do that i think even more contractors need to do that uh, get to know your trade schools. Know the up and comers. Go and talk to them. If you're, you know, if you own a business, or even if you're a technician, maybe you need to hire a good apprentice. If you go and have a talk with them, you can talk with the teachers and get an idea of who are some of the top talent in the class.
1: Yeah, like which maybe one are the, dumb hire the and which ones are the good ones.
4: <laughs> Uh, but yeah that's uh, a huge focus for me like i really uh want to help the trade schools i want to help the trade i'm looking into a lot of stem to get into even like uh high schools and grade schools we can get into
1: high schools and really start showing these these kids like hey this is a good trade man you got to get into this
0: i've i've considered that too i went to my daughter's high school like when she had like the introduction to high school whatever and I found the auto sh- like the the shop teacher, you know, and I was like, hey, you know, wh- what kind of trades are you guys teaching? And we had a little conversation about it. And, and it's like, man, these schools really need someone that can inspire these kids, because let's face it. I mean, college is not necessarily for everybody. And while I agree that any education is better than none, like I push everybody to everything. Some kids would probably do great coming out of high school, getting into the trades, too, you know, and they'd make great well, money, too. So
3: I mean, I think the money is going to continue to get better too in HVAC because there's a shortage right now and everything's going to get better, right? You're, you're going to make more money. So it's not what it was before. It was like, you need to go to school, become a doctor, become a lawyer, get into computers,
0: do something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, things are changing. You know, the, the old mentality is pretty much out the door. The whole mentality of you're lucky to have a job. You're lucky to be employed by me. You better do what I say or I'm gonna throw you out of here. That's doesn't I, really apply yeah. very much anymore. You
1: and know? Until I can make more money being a lot lizard, I'll just stay in this trade. That's the <laughs> way I look at it.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, actually there's uh what's that? Herman Herman, what's the Herman in our group? Uh Herman, Herman Lloyd. Lloyd. Lloyd, yeah, he made a good point mm-hmm. uh, earlier on about um, virtual school. He hates it. That must be different as well for you. It's a different, I guess, avenue in how to approach students online than in person. So how is that? Is that? Uh, how did you get your grasp on that online yeah. teaching? Yeah. So, it, on?
4: so it took me, uh, thanks for the great question, Joe. It took me a while to really figure out. Canadians but, stick together. <laughs> <laughs> Joe gets a <the> cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I take a systematic approach. I, I with my training, and if like uh, if I'm working with a contractor, what I'll do is I'll I'll call up all the people in that program first and build a relationship with them and oh, find okay. out how they learn. You know what I mean? Because there's lots of people that don't like sitting on a computer or they have a hard time sitting on. It. So I don't do four hours or eight hour trainings. Not at all. Yeah, it's an hour or two hour session, um, and. <laughs> right, yeah. And what I do is I do a lot of things that are interactive. So they'll I'll have a question, a polling question or a video or something that need they need to do research or use their phone, like doing a, like a little assignment or breakout groups where they have to work together. So I have a 20 people split them up into four groups and there's five people in each group and they have to figure out a problem together. You know what I mean? To yeah. make it a little bit different, not just sitting there listening listen like you're just watching someone talk, you know what I mean? Or just like a So try to make it more interactive. And um, you need to do that every four to five minutes. You know, because
2: and looking at from the text view, actually uh Shop Talk, Zach, he just reminded me of it. He says I I just like going to to work instead of trade school, just due to my personality. And a lot of guys don't like going to school because of that. Maybe they just don't like people. Put it that way. But I tell you, Zach or anybody out there, online school, you could get used to it quick. You could but get up, like fart, in an actual classroom, cr-
1: though, you're getting hands-on.
2: Sure, but in, so, you know, I but online school is nice.
0: Yeah, I'm the type <laughs> of person that I I am not good at policing myself when it comes to an online class. So I've taken online classes before where you know I have deadlines to meet and I have to get this work done and I have to read these slides and do this to get to this point and I just I I just can't. Now I've also taken online classes where the instructor was live. I actually, I took one with Dick Wurz, um, the, the commercial refrigeration guy. And it was like a pilot thing. And I took a class where it was live with him. And that's where I got to know the teacher. You got to know his personality. You got to bond with him in a way. And you're like, this guy is a great teacher, but had it just been through slides for me, that wouldn't have worked. So the approach that you're taking Trevor, I think that's great. And that would work for me too. And I wanted to say something too. I don't know if this is where you're going. I don't I don't think I'm going to pop a bubble when I say this. But if I could get an individual Copeland compressor teardown class instead of having to wait every two years for the supply house to do it and have 70 people at the supply house, while I do appreciate that, man, if I could get someone with your skills and your knowledge to do a training, you know, in the future where you're traveling or something like awesome. that, that would Thank be you. You know that would be bitching that would be awesome to do that so i'm down with that and uh
4: we do those those costs class are invaluable to the
0: industry uh we just need more of it you know and, what i mean let me, let me preface this with saying i've never taken a clock cost class i've heard about them i've read about them i've, I've, I've got them. friends give me the documentation and i know i uh, let me step back when i was in trade school. Uh, we had an informal cost training where we had a person come and we did tear downs on all the compressors. So we got like a 45 minute teardown of them. And and that was amazing too, because it's like, oh, because for us guys that tear apart compressors just out of curiosity, I don't necessarily know what I'm looking at. It's like, okay, I think this is happening here. I think this, okay, this doesn't look right. Oh, that's copper plating. That's what copper plating looks like. I think, you know, to have someone actually tell us, you know, and it's like oh, show you. Yeah. Even yeah. better. Well, i
4: Awesome, Chris. I'm yep. hired. Look, we are getting jobs there already. <laughs> hey, we'll
1: we'll give you a 20 minute spot on this show every Friday night. How's it <laughs> <There you laughs> going? <laughs> Just close the on up.
2: I think like it comes to that perfect way of doing it. Like he's right, Trevor. You can only absorb so much and the few hour classes a day and getting the guys involved somewhere or another. I think it's very smart. I think it's a good way to do it, honestly. Yeah so, I gotta, I gotta
1: I got a question that's better than Joe's question for you, Trevor. (laughs) (laughs) So you're in Emerson, you've been there for 10 to 12 years, right? And you've established a fantastic role in the company, really cemented your position in the industry. And then all of a sudden you're taking that stability and you're going to do your own thing. Now, how, how did that feel? Like I would be scared scared. Oh, I'd be scared.
4: That's a great question, Bill. Yeah, I was <laughs> at a, I was at Emerson for se- seven years, and uh, it was it's a, it was amazing. I I've learned so much there, especially about compressors, about systems. You know, uh, working in the field. You know, going out for Copeland in the field and working with the contractors on digital projects or variable speed or whatever it was, and just learned so much. And I I loved everything about it. And I'm I was at at a point where I needed to make a decision. Where do I I grow with inside Emerson, which they offered me a lot of very great opportunities to continue on with Emerson or carve my own path to make my own brand to affect the industry in my own way. And it was a real tough decision, Um, but I really feel deeply that I can bring more value to technicians, contractors, refrigeration professionals Uh, building my own brand, being Mm -hmm. able to not be just brand specific and really be able to find out the needs of the contractors and bring that value, you know, and then build these programs where I can, it's not just a one and done training. When I start working with a uh, contractor, I'm hoping to work with them for years. Right. You know what I mean? This Mm -hmm. is the relationship I want to build where I'll go in and I'll do a six week training. Then I'll go in and I'll do maybe a one-day training or another like six week training, you know, in six months or a year down the road or on something else on a different topic where I want to find out what uh, the, the skills that the technicians have, the skills that they're lacking, and how do I build them quicker and make them more competent and confident. You know what I mean? Competent and confident. And that's a big thing. I didn't have a lot of confidence when I was in the field. I would leave a job site. My stomach would have butterflies in it. Did I fix that? Did I not fix that? You know what I mean? Drive back two or three times.
0: Yeah. But but I I will say something I want to interject real quick. I think that point that you just made, Trevor, is actually a really good character trait that you have. Is the fact that you weren't confident and you were afraid that you left something off or you didn't do something right. There's some people that don't have a worry in the world that go and do things and, ah, yeah, it's not my problem, you know, and move on. So mm-hmm. that character trait is hard to teach, even though, to, and I'm similar in that way too. I almost say it's an insecurity because you're like, I don't know. You know, you're always on edge. Did I do it right? But that keeps you on your toes. Right. And that,
3: you actually end up catching things that you yes. other people would not catch, right?
0: I tell my guys, if you have a doubt I don't care if you have to go on that roof four times to double right? turn it on there's nothing better than knowing that the customer doesn't have to call you back and say hey i forgot to turn this on or mm-hmm. hey you know what i didn't tighten that enough like that character trait is a good character trait and i think more people need to have it you need a little bit of fear you know to be a good service technician you and that's my opinion on the matter but sorry
4: yeah, no, and and you're you have a great point there. There's some people that it it just doesn't matter. And that's I'm great. I'm not targeting those people. I'm targeting people who want to learn, who wanna yeah. get better, who wanna grow. There's gonna be lots of people, and I've trained thousands of technicians. I've seen them in, in the classroom where they they're just there to get paid or they're just yeah. there to have you a know. day off, and that's fine. But I understand that and but I'm not I'm not targeting those people. And if someone's in my program, I'll call right. the contractor up and say, "This guy, or this technician, or if it's a girl, whatever," right. you—they're just pulled them. They're—I'm not yeah. here's your money back. You yep. this person, and let's
1: give just... um, give or a quick plug here. Not to interrupt you, yeah, Trevor. What but you just—I uh, did. I, I, did I was like, I was, I I was literally know. like this close to forgetting what I was saying. I'm like, I gotta just—I just gotta spew it right out of my face, and uh, so the last podcast you did with uh, Brian or the horizontal scroll compressors. Yeah. Cool. I'm about halfway through it. It's fantastic. I, but like, I've noticed the last couple of episodes you've done with Brian, you guys sort of do this thing where you break down the, the Copeland documents, you know, the AE bulletins. Oh, AE bulletins, great, Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, like as I'm listening to this when I'm driving, so it's kinda of hard to follow you while I'm reading this, but I would still do because I don't care about the other reading, the listening and but driving
4: and drinking <laughs> and smoke. Drinking mechanic. That's why God
1: gave me <laughs> knees. But right. uh, it, it's it's such a, a good way to to do a podcast, I think. Like so you have this widely available doc widely available document and you're just going through it, listening off and touching on it, maybe expanding on certain things here and there. It's I just wanted to say it's it's a great idea. It's a, it's a great way you guys are doing that.
0: Yeah, thanks. That was a great interruption there, Bill, and totally changed the subject there. So good for you, Bill.
1: Yeah. Segway, master. master.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful.
4: No, I thought it was really important uh, when I bring it up with Brian because there are so many great documents out there, and a lot of us do not read them you know so uh don't. and that's how i learned to be honest like uh, i wasn't a reader i'm an avid reader now yeah like uh, two years two and a half years ago i didn't read a book like i'd read manuals and stuff and tech documents but i didn't read any personal development books or or the big thick refrigeration books or the cobalt man- i'm reading all that stuff right now i'm any, trying to learn tricks? as much as i can any
1: tricks to reading that material and staying awake
4: hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I'm, um, uh, I'm working with, uh, well, listen to a lot of a gentleman named Jim quick. You may not have heard of Jim quick. This guy is, uh, a, he's a, a person who helps you read faster, uh, learn a different way, learn how to learn. That's what he's teaching mm-hmm. me right now. And, uh, I've, I sped up my reading about 30%. I can read 30% faster now than a month ago. And hmm. two years ago, I probably I could barely read. And um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I want like... to do it. I want to do it because I I know there's a lot of dry stuff, especially in manufacturer um, manuals and stuff. But I want to learn that stuff. I used to. This is exactly how I would read a manual. I'd look at the index. I'd see what I was looking for, what I think I was looking for. And I'd skip to that page 17 and just start reading. But I missed seven points in the four pages before that yeah. I needed mm-hmm. to know, and then I go do something, then I have to go back to the manual, then I go do something again, I'm back to the manual. If I would have just took the 20 minutes and read that manual, the whole manual, um, I would have been done to job an hour quicker. Yeah. You
1: know, see, you know? I, I read through it, and what I've noticed is, I get about halfway through and I'm like, oh, my eyes are just going through the motions, but my brain totally wasn't picking up anything I was, I was reading. And I have to so go back you, and reread it.
4: What you do there is when you start thinking of something else, start counting. One, two, three. That's going to stop you thinking about, oh, what kind of beer am I going to have? Or, (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh, I can't wait to get to the show on Friday night. Mm -hmm. Just start, when you start reading you start thinking of something else, just start counting. One, two, three, four. That's going to get you back on track on reading. That's one of his tips, Jim Hmm. Quicks.
0: Hmm. I did the exact same thing. For me, (laughs) I will read a manual. Let's just use a Copeland manual. I'll read a Copeland manual and, you know, oh, I want to know how... A DTC valve works, you know, discharge temperature controlled valve, right? And you know, so then I'll read a manual and I'll I'll do what you did. I'll find the okay. I'll go right to that section and I'll read it. And I go, okay, that makes sense, you know. And then as I'm doing it, I'm like, wait, there's something missing, you know. So then I'll go back to the manual and it's like. Oh, if I read the page before, kind of like what you said, Trevor, you know, it's like, Oh, it adds context. Okay. That makes more sense. You know, and I find myself doing the same thing. Like I go back three times and it's like, you know, if I had just read, like you said, the manual from the beginning, you know, and it's like, yeah. wow. And then you pick up other things in the manual too. But what I find myself doing and I've, I've tried to get better at it. I still haven't perfected it is I find myself only searching those manuals when I need help and I don't search them to just better myself. Right. You know, and I, I, I need to get on the path and of I, actually reading it to I, better myself.
3: I think the problem with that is people get comfortable in the equipment they start working on, they install, yeah. right? If you're yeah. working on a train, York, whatever it is, you're
0: like, I've been doing
3: this for so long, but they don't know, they don't realize that yearly or maybe a couple times a year, they change little items, you know, uh, about the settings, about the programming, yeah. whatever that you actually need to know to set it up properly, right?
0: Now, I'm going to say something that, um, I benefit from, you know, people will reach out to me and they'll say, Hey, how does this work? You know, they'll send me an email or something like that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, "Hmm, I don't know, but I don't want to sound like a dummy. When I answer their question, I'll go read the manual. You know, it's really, sometimes I'll just tell the person, here's the document, read it, you know, but, but then I'll actually go and read the manual because I don't want to sound like an idiot when I tell them. And then as I'm reading, I'm like, Oh, I was wrong. I thought it worked that way. You know? And it's like, you know, so that helps me too. having the whole videos thing, you know, to to fall back on.
4: One of the big things that I learned uh, definitely over the years, you don't want to give people the answers because they're just going to expect, especially younger techs, don't just give them the answers. They're going to want to just get the answers all the time. If you get them into that habit, a lot of what what we do is habits. You know what I mean? They're in our trade. And if you start training them in bad habits, excuse me, they're going to continue that on their whole career. So what you need to do is help them learn, you know, teach them how to learn and Sometimes it's sitting down and say, here, you need to read this manual and find the top three things. What I do in some of my courses as well as I'll take a manual and I will write a little quiz from that manual. So here, you got to read this two page manual. It's going to take you 10 minutes or 20 minutes, however long. And then here's five questions that I wrote right out of this manual. So what should the discharge temperature be? What should the suction superheat be? What's that low pressure, high pressure control should be set up? And then when they go work in that unit they already have it in their head you yeah know? and you should always this is all i only started doing this a few months ago is but and i did it when i was in the field as well is but right i have a little daily log my little daily log was my little uh my little notepad in my pocket right so i'd write everything down but at the end of the day i would review what i did yeah hmm. Interesting. You know, and that really helped me because, okay, I had a TX problem and, and I'd write down what the problem was kind of like a log, but I used to write every time in log books, people yeah. don't do that. And I learned from it because I used to read the log books with the, the other guys were, and I knew who the, the, you know, the, the leaders were and the guys that were the smartest in the company. So I'd always go find their name and read what they wrote down. Yeah. So they would always fill out the logbooks really good. The guys that and the text that didn't fill out the logbooks, they're usually either really late. It's two o'clock in the morning call. Understandable. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to hide something. They didn't know what they were doing. Or they just don't care about what they did. Yeah. You know, just those things. Yeah. So yeah.
3: W- One thing that uh that I always realized I used to try to make notes on things that I knew I was gonna forget, right? Um and after you make so many notes, I always had a problem with. I knew I wrote this down somewhere. Where did I write it? You know what I mean? Like, what book did I write it in? Where is this note? Um, one thing that I've been doing recently is when I find an important document or piece of information or whatever, I'll either either take a screenshot or whatever, and then I categorize things and I have like a Google Drive, right? Nice. And then you have different categories that you could just go quickly search for what you you know. Uh, So, you're not looking for 10 different notepads searching through it, right?
4: Yeah. So, that's something I learned uh, about two or three years ago because I was terrible at putting files in. I'd have, I had, when I left Emerson, I probably had 25,000 different documents. So, I I gave everything back, Uh, but I had so many documents. But until about two years ago, I write like a full description in the name. It takes a little while, but exactly what I, w- I was looking in that document for. So in this document, it was the uh, superheat of the CO2 compressor. And that's what I would write in it. You yeah. know, just a lot of detail in that. So when I go into my search, cause I just search everything now in my files, cause I used to have a, fo- a filed and a folder and a folder and a folder, like manufactured a valve, the valve name. Now I just go in, I still do that, but right in, in the search and I find it so much quicker, just like, <laughs>
0: I think it's important for some people too to understand that you're not necessarily going to understand everything the first time you read something. And Michael Hausch said, you know, he read the psychometric chapter or psychometric chapter like 80 times and it's still hard to understand. And I know where he's coming from because psychometrics is insane. But when you understand psychometrics, it's like it's child's play. It's like, oh, that, oh, I get it now. I know why this happens. I don't fully understand psychometrics. I continue to learn every time. I took a class one time with a gentleman named Skip, Skip, uh, peanut butter. no, Skip Krepchik from RSCS. It was a, a, a psychometrics class and in, in he opened doors for me. So sometimes you have that one teacher that speaks to you and it's like, I agree. Boom. Same thing. Um, Ty Branneman is another person on YouTube and I met him at the HVAC school symposium and, He's another person, too, that he's a very uh, characterized uh, educator. You know, he, he really brings passion into it. And sometimes it takes those people. But the way for me, I just have to understand that I'm not necessarily going to understand everything the first time. But I listen and and it stores in the back of my brain, and then one day it clicks, you know. And I can still remember being in trade school. I can remember my dad, because I grew up working for my dad. My dad teaching me something, uh, my senior mechanic teaching me something, and then being in trade school. And it actually happened to be about motor starters for exhaust fans, and it just didn't make sense to me. But I was in school one time, and the teacher said something, and then all of a sudden I had this aha moment where everything my dad told me came to play and everything and it just all blended i love that i love when that happens so so (laughs) just listening you know and and even if you don't understand of course ask questions take it in in and and it will come to you you know and like michael House said you just keep reading it just keep reading it and it's gonna click you know
4: oh another big thing is when you're reading you you gotta take notes oh yeah you gotta have a notepad like um, I take a lot of notes now and yeah, I'm learning I how to take stuff. better uh, highlight. I used to do that, but I think yeah, writing it better. in grades yeah. is a bit better. And, uh, <clears throat> my note taken ter- used to be terrible. It's getting better where I, I verbatim, you know what I mean? I'm writing everything exactly yeah, see, what I like, say. I look at taking
1: notes is like, if I take notes on everything that's important, I'm basically writing the entire book into a notepad. And then I'm like, well, that's <laughs> silly
4: but you'll learn, you'll learn over time and especially you need a good teacher and and you need to learn how to learn that's why i'm taking these these gym um, quick programs just i think we that. might
0: be hurting ourselves by having trevor on here because kyle b said this is a good show tonight and kyle we don't want to set the standards this yeah, high yeah that's a good point <laughs> yeah not like this all the time Let's slow it down here a little bit but
1: no oh, every, God, every once in a
2: while we get out of the dumpster fire and <laughs> <laughs> no you know, you know, uh, who was it that said it? Ultra uh, was uh, making a reference to Adam. The way how how's that training your uh, fellow over there, Adam? You're a new hire there. He's
3: uh, so eager line. to learn. And you know what? I need to I need to do what Trevor's talking about here and learn how to teach. And that's actually, um, you know, Nate Adams and I were talking about this the other night, and he was saying, um, if you want to become really good at what you do, teach, and you bring yourself to the next level. I think
0: it's important to understand it needs to be the type of personality. Like I mentioned that Trevor is, um, that I have, I don't even want to say that, that it needs to be the type of personality like Trevor, that (laughs) someone who's afraid and, and worried about a service call because there can be someone out there that tries to teach and they can teach incorrect information, right. but it has to be the type of personality of someone that wants to make sure they're giving correct information that actually studies to give the right information the, because I get the point that you're making. There, there's also
3: stressors of teaching on a job too, right? Like you have oh, to yeah. continue a job. You can't, you you can't slow You could slow down, but you can't slow down to the point of losing money. You know, you know, you have a job going on later on that day or the next day. So you have the stress of continuing to move forward. Right. So uh, you almost need to set aside time just for teaching and you do not, 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 you know, do the whole, you know, do all of your teaching on the job. It just doesn't
4: work. Right. No, one thing, small, simple steps, small, yeah. simple steps.
0: One thing I want to say that kind of sucks, but it's also good too. For me, maybe there's a few people out there that are similar to my age range. I'm 38 and, um, you know, uh, taking notes, I, we used to always carry pocketbooks. The supply house would give you those stupid pocketbooks, you know, and you'd, you'd get them from the supply house and you'd write your little notes in it. And then when I finished a pocketbook, I'd write a date on it and then I'd put it in my file in my van. And so if I ever had something I needed to remember, I'd be like, okay, I think that happened last year sometimes. So I'd go through my things and I'd find my little pocketbook. Here's where I, I'm bad at this. I have a, a smartphone, right? That has note taking apps and all this stuff but I don't organize it. I just take notes and it's like, and then I go through and it's like, ah, I'm going to delete all that crap. You know, Mm -hmm. I need to get better at organizing myself because even my horrible organization with the pocketbooks was still better than what I do now. I have the worst habit
3: ever. If I'm just trying to remember something and it's like, I'm on the fly driving or doing something else. I'll
2: just text myself the information. Oh Yeah. 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 Um, and you gotta I gotta just add one little point. You gotta have a lot of patience. Like today, Adam came venting. You need you need to have a venter as well, someone he could vent to. Because today it was Adam's Day. He vented a little bit of a situation that happened today.
0: Oh, yeah. Our our private chat is toxic, and <laughs> Adam would end his career if he shared our private chat with anybody. <laughs> I think everybody <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do, like, I do have to say this. Um, and that is a great point, Joe. You do need to have a support group you do need to have someone some people something to communicate with and have someone you trust that you can genuinely vent and then also something that like the four of us have um because i'm not including you in this trevor no but the four of us have a chat and we genuinely can vent to each other and know that you know someone else might bill might say chris you're being a dumbass like you need to get over that you know like you need someone that can that can come back to you so if you are a teacher you need to understand it's not going to come without stress or worries or different you know i mean everybody's got a everybody's human you have know you
1: ever have you ever yelled at a student or physically shaken a student Trevor?
4: <laughs> not, yet. not yet not yet <clears throat> probably should have but yeah, yeah. It's So, like
1: it's not going very good eh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: so how, how right now like
3: uh, i know you said everything is online like what is your you know, the classes you offer are they like full day? You said the hour at a time, like, are do you have also weeks. different?
4: You yeah, know? so the, I gotta, I have a few different uh, programs that I'm offering contractors, and the way they work is that m- the largest group I will do is of 20 techs. I'm I not do it. I've done 100, tried to do 100 techs, 80 techs before, wow. I've done groups of 200, but techs, tw- like in
1: the same classroom
4: on the same webinar, oh, so wow. on the, the same webinar, and Wild. I can't. Uh, be personal enough. I can't have that, you know, conversation. Let's get that conversation going. If a (laughs) hundred people ask a question, that would be a whole one or two hours of the training. Right. So 20 is, uh, is, is my max. Uh, And what I wanted, my goal is is to build a relationship with the technicians because that's what a lot of people do. They need some coaching. They need some mentoring, but they need someone to talk to about what's been going on at their job and how, to make their job better. So I will do one-on-ones with the techs that are in the program. And then the programs will last, depending on the customization, because I'm gonna customize it for the contractors. It could be six, eight, or 10-week programs, but I'm I'm, I'm offering the six weeks to start off just to get the contractors a feel. Uh, when you say six uh, weeks what now,
3: is, what does that mean? It's not every day, like, no, you know, what does that mean, So six it'll be
4: weeks? a one, one two-hour course uh, each week for six weeks. So I learn about the. Uh, I'll talk with each tech for a half an hour before the training even starts, and I'll get to know them. I'll find out where they're strong at and their strong points in refrigeration. I'll learn about where they're weak at and where they would like to learn a bit more, and then I will build a program around that for the contractor. So because I'll know these guys are strong here, the the these techs are you know weak in this area. Let's I'll build this program around it. And so then each week, um, I'll do a, a two hour. Uh, Virtual training. So an interactive training where uh, we'll do, uh, I'll do a, t- a topic. We'll just say it's a compressor topic and we'll talk about modulation. We'll say, we'll talk about uh, digital compressor or uh, unloaders and so on. And then at the end of that, I will have them do an assessment, you know, or a quiz, you know, just to see what they retain from the training. During that week, they'll have assignments, so they'll have to go out in a field that's not going to affect their job, but they'll go in, out and they'll have to, on a, a certain system, maybe they have to use COBLA Mobile and take it down all the information of the compressor. They need to maybe get the winding uh, resistance of a compressor. Maybe they have to check the suction and discharge pressure and superheat and dish, uh, you know discharge temperature. There'll be a certain assignments each week that they have to accomplish at the job, which you're going to be doing anyway, you know, when you're doing service calls. And then we'll take the take up the tech, test or quiz the next week to show everyone what the, I won't have any names, but I'll show the average of the group and go over that quiz just so everyone understands the stuff that I'm talking about and make sure they feel comfortable with the knowledge that I'm sharing with them. And we'll do that for six weeks. At the end of the six weeks, we'll have a, we'll have a quiz again, you know, an assessment to see over the six weeks, what did they learn from that very first assessment that I gave them to the very last assessment.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then so try to grow the them that way. Yeah. Hey we're we're getting lots of great information but I think we failed to mention where people can find more information about what you got going on Trevor. Where where awesome. do
2: they go? Awesome. I so the, I put in the chat by the way. The
0: did you? Oh, great.
4: Yeah, refrigerationmentor.com. So that's my main uh my source. We got I got all my the podcasts I've done, the one when I did with oh, you guys, the one with Brian, whip, Gary so, yeah. Um, yeah. as well as I got to have a YouTube channel that I'm i am just finishing my studio. I just picked up some great aperture equipment, some lights. My beautiful wife, she's been ordering me a ton of stuff for my studio. So I'm getting super excited to start rolling out <laughs> some new videos so you can check out, uh, it's uh, youtube.com slash C slash refrigeration mentor. You want to check out a bunch of free content there, but yeah, check out the website, check out some of the free content, the, the podcast, and it's great. I'm going to continue to do that because I, I really want to share the knowledge I have, but I, Like I said, I want to work with contractors who want to grow their technicians and help develop them over time, not just do a one-day training or a one-off training, is really build them and be that mentor for them.
0: And I think, sorry, I was going to say, I think um, a really good point you made, Trevor, is that you're connecting with the service technicians mm -hmm. too, because where that I think will benefit you greatly is if that service technician makes a connection with you, then potentially he will take you with him if he was ever to jump ship, move to another place or something like that, then maybe he would take you to the next company and say, hey, you know what? This guy really helped me out a lot, you know? And then that would be a potential growth point for you too. So that's a great point.
4: Now my goal, not not that to be honest, my goal is to help the company where this technician wants to stay at this company because Mm -hmm. I don't only want to develop the technician, I want to at some point work with the service manager, work with the... The, the owners of the company to really show them the growth of the business. Right. There's companies out there. You own a company, Chris. And for example, if you can train your technicians to be the best and let them know there's more opportunity, there's sales potentials, there's project okay. managers, there's foremans, there's leaders. You grow a business by growing your team. And a lot of technicians that are like, oh, where do I go next? So I got all this experience and I know how to use the tools, but a lot of people are eager to grow with inside organizations. you yeah. know. I don't, a lot of, there's so many people that don't want to just be on the tools their whole life because it does get harder, especially in like construction, refrigeration, pushing cases, lifting panels. I've done it for so long Yeah. and uh, it gets climbing ladders, gets harder in the body. So you got to uh, build a culture around training, education, and mentorship and show them that there's a path with inside that organization. Your organization is going to grow because that's a good point. So I wanted to ask you,
3: obviously there's all different sides of HVAC. So who do you work with? You know, there's commercial, you have refrigeration, there's supermarkets, residential. Like who do you, Who? Who are you to, you know, who's your
2: audience?
4: Specialty? Yeah, I'm targeting commercial refrigeration contractors. I will t- uh, do some commercial HVAC contractors on the compression side, but my main focus is to help, um, you know, su- supermarket companies out, um, help um, any commercial contractor that works on, you know, condensing units uh, who really want to better themselves in in compressor troubleshooting, system troubleshooting. My three main courses that I'm offering right now is uh, compressor mastery, uh, commercial refrigeration uh, workshop, which is more on that supermarket side and a CO2 uh, training. CO2 is starting to grow and I feel bad for a lot of the technicians out there. My buddy called me up, I think it was last year or the year before, and he's like, Trevor, yeah, I just got a call. It was on call, 2 o'clock in the morning, and it was a CO2 store. I didn't even know it was a CO2 store. I didn't even know we had CO2 stores. You know what I mean? Didn't even know they had it, and I had to figure out how to put a, a charge in because the rack was flat. You know what I mean? So got to get that information out there and try to share it with more people because that industry is growing so so those three are my start off uh started off uh
0: and i think there's a disconnect in the industry too where again not saying everybody's this way but there's a lot of companies out there that hire a technician throw them into a truck and expect them to fix the world and then get pissed at them when they don't fix the fix Mm. you know and don't know how to do things and um i mean on one side i understand in a weird way because contractors are just trying to survive and they take on any work they can get but i feel like people are thrown to the wolves a little bit too fast and people will argue that being thrown to the wolves is a good thing because a lot of people cut their teeth i mean that's how i learned too was by making a lot of mistakes but i'm going to tell you right now the mistakes that i made in my career today would get me fired yeah then The the trade was very forgiving. It is not that forgiving now because customers will drop you in a heartbeat. There is no loyalty anymore. There is no anything. It's just about numbers for majority of the customers out there. So we need more training. We need more emphasis on building and growing technicians and keeping technicians. You made a good point earlier, too. I've made mistakes and I've been very public about it. I a couple of years back, I lost three, four technicians within a month. Because I screwed up big time. I made some big mistakes where I was super busy and I was way focused on everything else but my service technicians. And, yes, there were signs. There was things I ignored. There was things I could have trained them on, all kinds of things. So we all make mistakes. And, you know, the best we can do is grow from it. But we definitely need to be working on the training 100%. Joe doesn't make mistakes. No, no. Canadians don't make mistakes. Canadians are all good nope
4: and, and that's the big thing is is really working with the company as a whole yeah. it's not it's really to help develop because there's a lot of i've met lots of service managers that they don't know what to do yeah. they feel like they're putting out fires everywhere and it, they can't really do their job and that's where i can come in and help teach the technicians to because they're supposed to be putting out the fires not the mm-hmm. service manager or the operation manager right. taking calls all day and a lot of it to do with, is with confidence. There's a lot of technicians like, okay, I got to hurry up and finish this job to get to the next job. Well, no, you don't. You need to finish this job correctly and then get to the next job when you get right. there and then talk to it, the, and then figure that, you know. don't rush because you're rushing, you're making up for something. Yeah,
0: yeah no, no. You know, I can't so tell that, you how many comments I get with people that one of the, the most common threads in my comments is, how many service calls do you get done a day? And I, my answer to that is, it depends. Every day changes. Because mm-hmm. when I go to a service call, I'm working on a service call. Yes, there's that crazy two months of summer when you're literally putting out fires. But I'm going back and I'm diagnosing and fixing. You know I mean? You, you get it yeah. going. But, but there's so many texts that email me and they say, my company makes me do nine service calls a day. You know, and for me, I get however many calls done a day that I get done. It, it Every day is different. I don't have a quota that I meet. And 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 again, my 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 texts are the same way. It, you know, yes. If they spend all day on a very simple service call, we're going to have a talk about it. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you you have to complete the job. You have to yeah. do it until it's done, and then you have to answer for that. But I mean, as long as you're doing things right and you document it, you know, hey, and this is where it started. Well, and this is where it ended. One you know?
3: th- one thing is too, like you you can't always hold people's hand through things that there especially in the beginning, it's going to take them time to learn. And if they spend two hours on a job, maybe the next time they spend an hour on that job, if they run into the same thing, because they they figured it out and they have experience now. So you can't, I, I, I know you can't push people all the time, you know?
0: Yeah. A conversation that I just had with my apprentice the other day because he's doing really good. And I and I gave him an accolade for that. But I just told him, I said, look, I said, you're doing really good. And I'm giving you all the time in the world right now. okay? because I'm strategically picking things and I'm letting him learn on. And I said, but just understand there's going to come a time when we're going to have to work on how long it's taken you to do things. But right now is not that time right now is fundamentals and you're going to take as much time as you need and you're going to build your way through it. And then once you get really confident at doing what you're doing, we're going to talk, Hey, how can we improve this? How can we speed this process up? But right now we're focusing on fundamentals, you know? So I'm giving them free reign, you know, take as much time as it needs. Again, I'm not sending them on a refrigeration rack down or something like that. I mean, I'm, you know, we're working on an air conditioner and I've got plenty Mm. of time you know, take your time, do it right. You know?
4: Yeah. A, the, uh, go ahead, Bill.
1: On a side note, Trevor, have you um, ever considered maybe writing your own materials, your own training materials in the future?
4: Yeah, I've been, I've been working on some stuff. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to write a, a big, thick uh, <laughs> refrigeration book. I don't, Personally, uh, where I want to focus in my space and I'm going to more focus on the video sides um, mm-hmm. I, I want to get into other things like augmented reality, virtual reality, things that are, cool. are that are already here. Yeah, I've, I've heard rumors uh, of that coming to the, the market. First. And uh, but there's lots of things. I'm just trying to figure out how that I can affect change in the industry. Mm-hmm. Changing more because getting we need more people in. Yeah getting more people in, getting people more pumped up about doing refrigeration or HVAC, getting mm-hmm. excited about their job, feeling great about it, going home and spending time with their family. Because this is what I, I see a lot is that people are oh, I've been working 80, 90 hours are driving me, you know, all I do is work and, you know, I'm starting to hate the job. Yeah, when I talk to managers about this, the good managers, the good companies, like, I don't want to lose these guys. You know, how do I keep them? I'm not going to run them. I I need the jobs done, but I'm not going to run these guys into the ground or girls into the ground because things are changing. It's not like what 20 years ago or 15 years ago when I I was out in the field and I was working 80, 100 hours. I did it because I needed to get the job done. I thought that's the way it was done. You'd go home and you drink until two in the morning. Then you get up at five and drive back to the the job site and start working again and do another 14, 15 hour day. And the times are changing. Like we, we need to start talking more about mental health. What is going on? Like that after is working 18 here. hours, driving. Like I remember driving home and just falling asleep at the wheel. Like this, just nodding and <laughs> and just like slapping myself and not mm-hmm. thinking about I should just pull over and go to sleep. I was like I just need to get home. I just need to get home so I can get some sleep and go back to work. You know, pull over, yeah. have a sleep in your truck or your van. Yeah, like, it, it is uh, a career. But you need to think of your family, your friends, you think of it. And this is what's great that more and more people are starting to talk about mental health. But I see good buddies of mine that have been 20 years in industry and they're the smartest techs out there. And they're just like, Trevor, I just don't know what to do anymore. Like I just like
0: it is you know. a, uh i'm 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 also very glad that more people are feeling more comfortable talking about mental health and i think that is something that we all need to talk about we need to get rid of the stigma that you know the trade had for the longest time that you just man up and suck it up and get on Be with Yeah, man that's just how things work you work 90 hours a week that just was, pick uh, up. Dog poop yeah. there was actually there
3: there, uh, Brian Orr had a podcast. Who was on that podcast yeah. about mental health? Uh,
0: Greaves. um the Haven Guy. Uh, mm. yeah, a couple other people. Greaves was a big one. I sent emails to, guy. I sent email to Brian right. because that was a great podcast. I remember um, we talked about yeah, we this talked before. About when, when, right after, yeah. When, yeah, when Brian, uh,
3: he actually. Yeah, thanks, Chipmunk. He, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but Brian was talking about like when you were coming up, um, in the trade, a lot of times you're the guy who is teaching you or training you would kind of be a dick to you. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it's like, you're you're almost like you have to do
4: your, you have to do your time, right? Exactly. It
0: was almost a rite of passage for the mentor to be a dick to the trainee, you know, like, Oh, this is your, you're going to earn, you're going to learn. This is how you have to accept this. It was almost like, Everybody looked forward to the point at which they got to be a dick to the mentor, you know, or mentee or whatever you want to say, you know, like, and, yeah, Peace. we need, to pass, that. Mentee. We need like- to pass that for sure. Yeah.
4: And it's the generation has, has definitely been changed and talking to my buddies who are leaders of companies now, service manager, business owners, and they're like, <clears throat> it's a different generation of technicians. We need to just get people in here and just show them the right way to do stuff. And I was always proud of teaching someone something and they learned it because now I don't have to go do that call. They can go take the weekend call when I'm teaching yeah. someone something. Yeah. And if I'm a dick to them, why? They'll be a dick to me. Like yeah. it's, you know, just be nice to people. And, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't nice out hey, there. Hey, but
0: you listen to this, Joe? You know, Joe, <laughs> come on, Joe. You need to change the way you're talking to us, okay? No. Yeah.
2: Yes. You, guys- you know what? Trevor got a, a little show, who's talking to who.
0: The verbal abuse yeah. is... <laughs> we do abuse, Joe. Joe, we do abuse him. No, but what What do you guys... I want to ask everybody. What do you guys think about social media and the trades? What do you think about Instagram? What do you think about YouTube? Do you think it's hurting the trade or helping the trade? I want to hear responses. I think it's killing our society, but it's helping the trades. I agree with you 100%, Bill. What do you think, Trevor? I think um, really it's very helpful. Like
4: YouTube, you can go to YouTube and you can go find information to learn faster, quicker. Um, You can go watch a biography of someone who's spent 20 years, you know what I mean? 20 years learning this uh, information and you can learn it in an hour. There are 20 years of information or read a biography, but now you can watch it or listen to it. So I I see it's very helpful. There are... one thing about social media, anybody can say whatever they want. And this was one of the things when I first started getting on social media when people were talking bad about me, trolls all over the place. You know, they don't know me. They no. they, they can do it behind the screens. I bet you 99% of the time they wouldn't be able to do it to someone's face. You know what I mean? No, no, no. And no, no you no. can't take that stuff to heart. You got to, I know my mission is to help. refrigeration industry there's a lot of haters out there there's lots of people that don't like what i do hey trevor what a foolish person that is you know what i mean that doesn't bother me because i know what i my mission is is to help this industry grow get more technicians in it and help them grow to become the leaders of companies to become Mm -hmm. their own business owner to become the next teacher the next generation to teach the next generation of uh mechanics right so to me uh Social media is is like YouTube and stuff and
0: Spotify and podcasts is helping the industry, helping to learn. What what about the argument because there's still some people out there and I get this comment every once in a while and it baffles me. What about the argument that people make that they paid a lot of money to learn what they know and that – I need to stop sharing that information because they paid money for that information. And it's not fair that I'm sharing it for free.
4: See, now they need a change. It's just a mindset for them. It's an right?
0: insecurity is what it is. Yeah,
4: I, it's it's yeah. a mindset. Like, cause yeah. they can, I paid, I've been to university. I've been to college. I've been to four trade schools. Um, So I know all about it. And I'm, I'm doing, I have business coaches right now. I got personal coaches. Like I've got a lot Happening and I'm sharing this information to help others quicker and faster. I don't you know Yes, you may have went to school and you paid fifty thousand or hundred thousand for this good I hope you learn something from it. You should share that knowledge with somebody else.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. right I think that the argument a lot of people have is I, I think again This is my perception of their comments is that they're afraid they're gonna be replaced And my answer to that, and most of the time when people show that insecurity that I say is an insecurity, um, I say, look, bro, you're not going to be replaced. This trade needs more technicians now than it's ever needed. So we need to share information. Stop being afraid you're going to be replaced because if you're a competent service technician, you're going to be employed for the rest of your life. So no problems there. Now, if you're a jerk and you really don't know what you're doing, well, you need to be scared. But- if you are a competent service technician and know what you're doing, your job's not going anywhere. So yeah, sure Joe. don't be afraid. Joe. Joe. Well,
4: one, one thing that I'm trying to push again in the industry is that, and people fight me on this all the time, like is we need to have a standard of continued education, just like nurses, massage therapists, I agree. um, you need to continue to learn. I see so many technicians don't know how to troubleshoot a digital compressor, don't know how to look at a variable speed. This is, Electronics is the way it's going. People are complaining that, oh, well, I, why? I got, a, I got my first red seal or journeyman ticket 25 years ago. I sh- don't need to learn anything new. All right, like, uh, <laughs> you need, We need to figure out how to implement, and this is what I'm working on, continuing education.
0: Yeah. So um, people ask me all the time, what are my opinions on insert name of certification program? Okay. Cause there's like five or six major certification programs. And my answer is this every single time, any education is better than no education. And what I like about the certification programs, I don't necessarily like the idea that you have to pay yearly to maintain that certification. But what I really like about all of them is in order to maintain that education on top of what you have to pay yearly, you have to continue your education. You have to go to classes. You have to go to seminars, whatever. So I encourage everybody out there to get certified as much as you can with whatever you know certification program you can find because they're all going to require to maintain that certification that you continue your education. And the worst thing we can do in this trade is become complacent and not better ourselves yeah. that's the worst thing we can do you know always continue learning I agree. Yeah, craig just mentioned that in chat. sorry uh, trevor craig just mentioned yeah.
2: that in the chat i love hvac since you can always learn more and there, there's you can always learn more as doesn't end ever
0: never ever. every no. day every day is changing we have more technology in this trade right now in the last five years than we've had in the previous hundred whatever you want to say i mean everything is changing and it's evolving every day. And guess what? Every day they're coming out with a new flavor of refrigerant. And guess what? We get to continually work on all this stuff. We've got this new refrigerant and guess what? It runs high discharge temps. So we have to add this, Discharge temperature controlled valve to help cool the compressors and we have to learn that we have to learn how you know this blend affects the way we size these and and every day there's something new and that's the cool thing um, because I enjoy being challenged and I enjoy being humbled by the equipment and realizing whoa I need to step back because I got comfortable and I thought I understood this and everything just changed you know and it's like I have fun with that stuff so. Yeah. But well, right on. I think it's time we wrap this stream. Yeah, up. We've been going for a bit now. Um, of course, whenever we have you on, Trevor, we can keep going forever and forever. But, you know, we don't want to drive everybody nuts with a two and a half hour long stream. But we definitely want to have you on again, Trevor. So yeah, um, again, your what's again. your website again, Trevor, for the people that don't see what it's Joe put? Yep. Yeah. Refrigerationmentor.com. Perfect. Okay. yeah, Check and, it out trevor and i have talked about it and i've been dragging ass on it but trevor and i are going to do something together soon too some kind of a collaboration where i'll get him on my thing and we'll do something so we'll definitely get him popping up on that um it's just a matter of me you know getting off my ass and stop actually pulling the trigger on it actually pulling the trigger and doing something and actually doing more work than just my routine do it because that'd be cool We'll definitely do it. And, you know, of course, then Trevor's going to explode and become bigger than everybody. And, you know, you know, Well, after
1: tonight, I mean, there's no telling how far <laughs> this guy's going to go. Oh yeah, I just I see know. the ticker. It was just
4: rolling
0: he like you, is, might, as like, well, you roll might as well. You just like get that. a
1: plot of land in the Hollywood Hills and build a mansion because
0: I got to say every time you come on here. Well, this is the second time, but the, even the first time. You know, we always think, oh, we forgot to cover that or, oh, we forgot to cover that. So we definitely need to have you on again. We'll talk a little bit more and we'll try to actually cover some of the stuff that we said we were going to cover because we always go off on a tangent and have fun talking about this and that. And I think tonight's conversation was really good, too. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, the the key points that I took away from everything is that we need to continue our education. Yep. We need to continue to better ourselves. And uh, I think that's the most important thing we can do because, um. You know, everything's train. Sh- I'm sorry, everything is changing, and we obviously need to continue yeah, our education. seasons. The seasons are even a change, yeah. and and the leaves yeah. keep falling. All the leaves are falling, mm-hmm. and the sky's turning gray and uh, you're depressing, like, oh, me. You're
1: depressing me with your wrap it up speech oh my god chris that's i want to put my finger song. through my eye and swirl it around <laughs> in my brain oh,
0: that's such a happy song you yes. know Ugh. i didn't hear that no <laughs> yacht rock and oh. that's not yacht rock shut up come on don't make fun Here, of my people you know bill gives me so much abuse because of the choices in music that i make so what if my radio's always always yacht rock and i'm listening to michael kenny loggins. and kenny loggins all the time I mean, you know what that's what makes me happy so bill you know what you can take your northern attitude and you can go pound sand. Than- <laughs> thing watching guys in canoes dancing oh you you got it you can't tell me that that video that i shared of the dude doing the canoe dance it was different welcome to the show trevor pretty epic <laughs> <so>. <laughs> all right it's officially,
1: it's officially off the rails it's
4: officially
0: yeah. off the rails so let's wrap See, this up this guys. is about
1: the time of night where our add medicine wears off and we're like i don't know what's that over there what's this <laughs> going on here it's a,
4: yeah. no, a puppy so uh, yeah so for for all the techs out there small simple steps you know you don't have to be an expert tomorrow have goals i want to learn how to troubleshoot a scroll better i want to learn how to troubleshoot a low pressure control Small, simple step. Learn one thing a day, even one thing a week if you have to, and then build on that. It doesn't have to take 10 minutes a day if you want to learn something. Learn how to troubleshoot a TX valve. Not the whole thing, just one section of it. How do I mount the ball properly? Whatever it is, small, simple steps will get you to your goals. So
0: Yep, very good point. Agree. I think on that note, Adam, you should hit the button. Trevor?
1: Thank you very
2: much.